Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Defending the Line podcast. I am TJ, and I'm here with Stephen. Maybe. Hello. There he is. Uh, we're going to be talking about a hot topic today. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but the premise behind this podcast is obviously defending those who defend us, right? Um, we fully appreciate, honor, and dedicate uh, this podcast to first responders. But we've talked about it last episode, and we'll say it again, is there are some bad apples in the mix that we need to get rid of. And um, unfortunately, we caught one on video. I'm going to go ahead and play this video. And uh, for those listening through Spotify or Anchor, um, this is a video of a protest where a officer is going through the line and ends up rolling his bicycle over somebody's head. So it's actually pretty pathetic if you ask me. So that's okay. So obviously watching this video, um, we don't condone those actions at all. Um, you have to be able to, whether it be a homicide suspect, a uh, guy who just killed um, 56 elementary school kids or a protester on the ground, you've got to respect everybody and you've got to treat everybody the same way. And I think that this video is a perfect portrayal of what we don't like to see in law enforcement, we don't like to see in the first responders. And it's just, it's something that um, we can't condone. We can't get behind actions like that. Um, the, these issues, they come up every once in a while. You see some great stuff, you see some great officers, some great first responders, and then you see something like this, and I think it sets us back. Uh, I think the first responders out there running around really trying to work with their communities and try and uh, you know, get some sort of good relationship going and then you get something like this and it just completely ruins it. Stephen, you, you watched the video, what did you think on the whole? Uh, yeah, I'm, I hate that there's folks out there like that. Um, it really does give the police department, any police department, a bad name. One guy, just one guy doing something really stupid. Hopefully, his chain of command for sure sees that and and puts that fella in check. I mean, why? Why would you ever do that? I, I don't understand. It kind of blows my mind. We, we talked about it a little bit before the podcast and you know it'd be a little different story if he's coming around a corner and he accidentally runs into this guy and, and looks back and goes oh you know crap i screwed up you know I, sorry didn't mean to do that but he's sitting there walking his bike he's in front of the guy probably 10 15 feet sees him rides or rides his bike right over him he's off the bike and doesn't even look back doesn't look back once to see if the guy was okay the other officers behind him end up grabbing him, but uh, you just can't do stuff like that. And it's just oh, and it was, and there's no mistaking it. It was on purpose. I mean, you you see the officer just straight up slow down to make it happen. I mean, come on. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Pretty terrible to watch. So, um, also terrible was the news of the two officers in in Louisville, Kentucky, that got shot. Um, we've got a video. We actually got two clips kind of interesting perspective because you see from the protester side and then you see from the officer side the same incident. Um, we do not have on video the shooting that actually the officer is actually getting hit and going down, but it's kind of an interesting video to watch. So um, again, for those that are listening on Spotify or Anchor or any of the other podcast websites that we're streaming to, um, this is a video. The first clip is going to be from the protester side. So you're going to see the police line in the background. They're going to start shooting off kind of what looks like kind of flashbang type um, type grenades or something into the air. And then you're going to hear the gunshots afterwards. Okay, come from everywhere else. Here they come. Oh, they shot, shot guns at Oh, shit. Shit, guns at them. Real guns. Shit. Oh, they blasted the police. 
And this is the stuff that police deal with on a daily basis. And it's unbelievable that, that they have to put up with that. But um, I'm all for people protesting. I think it's a right in this country. I think it's a good right. I think if you have reasons to protest that you should, and you should get your voice out. Obviously, um, Stephen, you watched the same, uh, same video and, and we can't be shooting at police, obviously, when we're protesting. Right. Yeah. So I watched the video and it's crazy to me that it's got to the point where we are protesting and, and maybe these are not the protesters. I mean, there's some folks out there that are just out there to do damage. That's that's what they want to do. They they don't care about the any of the movements. They don't care about police officers. They're just out there to kill folks. I mean, on, on both sides. So the fact that it's got to the point where we actually have shots fired um, kind of amazes me. I, I don't understand how we got to this point. I feel like I, I hope that Americans kind of wake up and see that this whole situation is extremely dangerous. I believe that, like Promise says, you know, hey, go and, and, and protest. I'm all about it. And, and sometimes things need to change, but that's not what you do. You don't go in the street and start shooting cops. You don't go in the street and start putting other people's lives in danger. That's right. not the answer. Absolutely. You know, it's, a, it, it's no longer protesting. You're getting into criminal behavior, getting into almost terrorist behavior. Um, when you're throwing Molotov cocktails, you're letting off explosives, you're shooting at officers, things like that. That's just, you are no longer uh, peacefully protesting. This has now gone to something else. And uh, here's the video clip from the officer side of that same situation. interesting about this video is you see the officers walking down the line they're moving towards the citizens on the other side shots are ringing out and they're still walking they're literally still walking as if nothing is happening and you know if they took rounds and then they took cover I mean the one officer takes cover and she's uh, it's hard to tell in this video but she's got a rifle and she brings it up and she's kind of scanning in these little bushes here um, the video itself is, is fairly large and doesn't fit the screen very well but um, the the officers keep going and then you hear a lot of what sounds like pepper balls that little pop 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 that's a lot of like pepper balls being shot off try to disperse people and um, at some point I, I i read an article that they captured the person that was shooting and he's he's up on charges for assault for two two of the officers that were hit so um, that's at least good news but we don't want to be seeing that stuff occur so we're going to roll into our hot topic now, which is defunding the police. I think this is a topic that we could probably spend a couple episodes on and really get down and dirty and start talking statistics and start talking about things. And, and I, think, I think we'll do all right with, with about a half hour or so that we've kind of allotted for this. I'll go ahead and play a little two-minute video. And what I'll do is I'll pause. There's, I think, five points in this video that they try to make for defunding the police. And I'll pause on each point and we'll discuss it as we go. So let's go ahead and bring this over. This is a video that was found on YouTube. The call to defund the police has gained widespread attention and support following the police killing of George Floyd and the nationwide uprising that followed. But at the same time, so many people have been taught throughout their lives that police equal public safety and it can be hard to imagine a better way. So how can we defund the police and why? One, policing doesn't keep us safe. Despite billions of dollars spent every year on policing, 
more than 15,000 people were killed by gun violence in 2019 alone, disproportionately young people of color. So the first point is that, uh, you know, a lot of people are being killed by gun violence. And uh, I hate to break it to you. I don't know who this person is that's recording this. Uh, this comes from a, a YouTube channel called American Friends Service Committee. I don't know what that is. But to the person that's actually recording it and voicing, voicing over, uh, I hate to break it to you, but 15,000 a year, it would be 50,000 or 100,000 a year if there weren't any police. If there were a few. Oh, absolutely. So it, while you do make a solid point, there is still violence. There would be way more. And Stephen, we talked a little bit right before we, we aired. And when we talked, I brought up Chaz. And the Chaz was that zone in Seattle where they blocked off a couple city blocks. They created their own little community, their own little nation. And Chaz still had shootings, robberies, rapes, all sorts of stuff going on within the zone. And so to be able to say that no police or fewer police equals better, better life and quality for people is, is untrue because it was proven. It was shown with the Chaz that citizens cannot police themselves. There is a reason that there is law enforcement. There is a reason that there's fire. You know, if, if we got rid of the fire departments around, around the country, do you know how fast this place would just burn up? Because the average citizen is not going to run out and put a fire out for their neighbors. They're not going to run around, you know, with a truck full of water. This is a, a position that take, takes training, understanding, uh, budgets, things like that. And without police, people would be running amok and, and killing each other. It would, it would basically be... It would be mass chaos, man. It would be so chaos. horrible. It would be like that movie, The Purge. And it'd just be people running around just killing everybody and, you know... Their coworker says something mean to them. That person would end up killing that coworker the next day, and there'd be little to no recourse. And so, I understand the point. I think it's incorrect. So we'll play second. The second. Two, police reforms are not working. Body cameras are regularly shut off by the police and haven't led to less violent behavior. And other reform measures, such as trainings on implicit bias, have proven largely ineffective. So he talks about body cameras and how they can just be turned off. Um, most departments have policies in place that restrict or at least say when a camera can and cannot be turned off. Some departments, it's turn the camera on and go all the way through and that's it. Sometimes it's, you know, when you're in contact with a citizen, you've got to turn it on. Um, sometimes it's a little different. You know, you're back at the, the office, at the headquarters, and you can have it off. And then when you interview somebody, you have to turn it on. So the, the body camera point of whenever they want to is incorrect. That's not true. That doesn't occur. Stephen, before, you know, in the, in the military, when you were doing MP work, they didn't have body cameras like they do now, obviously. But um, mm -mm. these are tools that uh, are showing the public that police are doing the right thing most of the time. You know, the fact that we don't see a body camera video every day of misconduct, you know, multiple videos. Think about this. Across the nation, millions or thousands of people are being contacted by police. In a year, we said, what, 50 million? So let's say yep, 50 million. every day people are being contacted by the thousands. And we don't see thousands of videos. And that's not because they're turning them off. It's because it's just not occurring. And people need to understand that these body cameras, if anything they've done, it's shown that police do the right thing the majority of the time. And that's the unfortunate side to their argument. They're saying body cams don't work. I tell you, they do work and they're showing, they're showing the wrong message that they don't wanna see. They wanna see misconduct and it's showing that they just don't do that. And so uh, unfortunately, that's not working out for you pretty well. The implicit bias training, things like that, I've gone through myself. I thought it was great. Uh, other people in the class thought it was great. Every, every, both departments I was in, uh, full-time departments, we were, we were trained in implicit bias and everybody had to go through it. It wasn't like a, an optional class. That was a, a mandatory course that we had to go through. And I will tell you, I personally never considered anybody by their race, um, never by their sex, their age, nothing. There was no discrimination that I saw from me or officers around me. 
And so I can't speak for everybody, but I think that stuff works because it brings some things to light. Here's point number three. Three, police budgets direct billions away from the things we actually need. U.S. cities collectively spend $100 billion a year on policing, while critical programs such as education, healthcare, and housing go unfulfilled, particularly in poor communities and communities of color. So we want to talk about budgets. There is a, let's pull it up here, this one here. The nationwide, all departments, if you combine all their budgets together, or at least their spending together, $115 billion. Sounds like a lot. When you break it down, it's not that, it's not that bad because you, you have one department that has a billion, you have one department that has 100,000, you have one that has a million. There's just a, a big mix in there, but we have hundreds and hundreds of police departments, whether that be state, county, city, or towns, they have their police departments, their own individual budgets. So, yeah, I mean, just, just think about if you're listening, what state you're in and how many police departments you think exist and how many police are in those departments, Right. just your state. I mean, it's for the whole country. It's a huge number. Yeah. I'm not even talking about a department with, you know, New York size that has thousands of cops. And then you talk about uh, the local town, town police that has maybe a chief of police and one officer, or maybe it's just one, one guy. Um, you see that too. So this graph here on the screen shows a breakdown of total government spending. And I thought it was interesting because the big complaint is too much money is being spent on police. Too much money is being wasted. Just like he said in the video, there's too much money going to places, uh, going to police when it should be going to other places. But you look at this graph, police are only 4% of all the spent amount of money, 4%. And you look at Public welfare, 22%. Elementary schools, secondary education, 21%. That's pretty impressive, actually. Uh, higher education, it's only a 10%. Probably should be a little higher than that. But health and hospitals, when you, when you compare the two together, uh, that's still 10%. Highways and roads, 6%. Correction, 3%. So when you look at these numbers, um, me personally, I don't think that there's too much money going to police. In fact, I look at those numbers and I go, wow. Police should probably be like 10%, 15%, a little bit higher up there, maybe on par with those health and hospitals, but that's not what's actually occurring now. Get us back to this video. Here's point number four. Four, police kill people. More than 5,000 people have been killed by active duty police officers since 2015. Black people are killed by police at more than twice the rate of whites. Hundreds of thousands more are injured, abused, and falsely arrested. Five, everyone. So point number four, people are being abused and killed on a, on a historic rate. And uh, that he specifically said that the black victims are higher, twice as high as, as whites. And that's not true. When you statistically speaking from the numbers, it's absolutely not true. Uh, in fact, you look at 2017, the, uh, the white people that were killed by police, and I hate discussing race. Race is, is just not a thing I like to talk about, but unfortunately, we've got to bring it up because it all flows into this defunding stuff. But you look at 457 in 2017, 399, 370, these are all the... the years different colors that coincide down here in the in the middle and how many people were killed by police and then you look at black and it's half it's literally half of those numbers now what the argument is is that the population level of white versus black is significantly different in this country and I, while i understand that and 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 note that what I would argue then is where is most of this crime? And then where are these people living and things like that? You have to put everything into perspective. And so I'm not going to get into it because it would literally be a four hour conversation that we would have on a specific area. We break it down into the demographics within that area. And then we talk about um, how many people are killed by police, how they're killed, were they armed? Were they unarmed? Things like that. There's a lot of factors involved, 
but the the base numbers that he quotes are incorrect, completely incorrect. Everyone should be treated with dignity and respect. Police departments across the country have demonstrated time and time again that they are incapable of protecting the human and civil rights of the communities they claim to serve. It's time for us to imagine a new system that is rooted in dignity and respect for all. It's time to defund the police. I, I will 100% agree that across the nation, officers need to use dignity and respect and treat everybody exactly the same. I, I don't think that we're seeing a, I don't want to say a pandemic because that's what we're going through with coronavirus, but an epidemic. Uh, we're not seeing a, a some sort of mass racial policing going on in this country. Um, Stephen, you might have a point to add to this, but uh, I'm just not seeing it in the numbers. I'm not seeing it in the videos. I'm not seeing it in all the, the things that I've come in contact with in my experiences that are telling me that racism is, is a huge, huge problem within this country and that the actions of police officers are vastly affected by the race of the person. I'm just not seeing it yet. I don't feel that uh, officers are going out and mistreating people on purpose, mistreating people even just accidentally. I think that there's a lot of perception involved, and I think that's kind of the, the problem here. Stephen? Yeah, I, um, I believe racism is definitely an ongoing thing. Uh, if you look back in history since the human race, it's, it's always been a thing. I believe, you know, it, it for sure needs some work. I've seen it you know, around my area. I've seen it around the world. I believe we can do better, but do I think that cops are out just looking for specific race? I, I would have to say no. A hundred percent. Like like we said in the, the earlier part of the podcast, you... So, yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening. I don't see it as this, like, uh, big epidemic right now. Uh, I've watched body cams. I can't recall ever seeing a single body cam where there's a racial slur used. Uh, I, I just, I've not seen it. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I just, I've personally not seen it. Just like he said, Stephen said, I just... It's occurring, we know it is, we know there are bad cops out there, we sh showed one on video, um, it's happening, but I don't think it's such a widespread issue. And when you talk about defunding the police, I wanna, I wanna play this, well, I wanna show this little, uh, little clip here. It's actually pretty, pretty amazing. So this is a, a little image that came out by Ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. And it shows a cake, pie, however you want to perceive, you know, what it is. But it's got everything broken down and it's it's the total budget of law enforcement and then showing taking like pieces out and giving it to other areas. So addiction, uh, job training, things like that. It shows mental health. Let's let's give a, a piece of that budget to them. And while I, again, appreciate the sentiment, it's not, that's not how this works. So looking at this image, because I think it's a great image and it really displays the point that, uh, that, that I wanna make, at least with this discussion, is that defunding the police, whether you take 5%, 10%, 50%, whatever you take away from law enforcement is going to vastly affect public safety, it's going to vastly affect the response times from law enforcement, it's going to vastly affect just, just about every as aspect of, of policing. So you look at this budget, you've got a $115 billion that is the total pie, the total cake 
and these little pieces are removed. Now, when you remove these little pieces, let's say uh, defunding comes down to a department, to a city. They say, we're going to take 25% of your budget. They pull 25% away. Now there's 75% left. That department has to use 75% of the budget to try and do everything that they plan to do at 100%. Uh, Stephen and I had this conversation earlier today of how budgets work. In, in November, August, October, whatever it is, the department will go to city council or, or to whatever their higher authority is and say, this is the budget. This is how much money we need for the next year. They'll say, uh, we, we itemize it. We want this much for training. We want this much for hiring. We want this much for vehicle maintenance, uh, this much for communications, training, everything. So they list them all out, right? They'll send that up. City Council, whoever approves and says, sure, okay. Or they'll come back and say, no, we won't give you 1.5 million, but we'll give you 1 million. And then they've got to redo that whole budget and try to pull dollars out and, and kind of plan, scale back things a little bit. But when you go and you take 25%, 50%, whatever it is, 5% away from a department in the middle of a year, in say June, July, August, somewhere around there, They've now got to last from that time period to the end to the next year with the money that they have left that they didn't account for. They accounted for a full budget. And so let's say we take out 25%. Well, 5% of that's going to come from training. 5% of that's going to come from hiring. 5% of that's going to come from whatever else until they get that 25%, they're going to have to scale back all areas of their department, all areas of policing to try and make up for that. And ultimately what that's going to lead to is we can't pay overtime. So we're not going to have as many cops on the street. When we're not going to have as many cops on the street, they're not going to be able to respond to calls. So you're going to have a, a hot call come out and there's just not going to be enough officers to respond because they're dealing to, with other stuff. You're going to have vehicles that they're trying to get to a hot call and the vehicle breaks down. And the reason it broke down, well, they just couldn't afford the vehicle maintenance for that quarter or for that year or for that, you know, half a year or how, whatever their maintenance schedule is because they had to scale back. Or they send an officer to a call and he goes into a mental health situation, he goes into whatever it is, and he doesn't have the training. And why doesn't he have the training? Because the department had to scale back the amount of money that goes into training to make up for this defunding. So when you talk about defunding, you're taking away from the community and you don't really think about that from the beginning. You're like, oh no, it's going, we're taking this money and we're putting it into cool programs and, and things that are gonna help people. But what they don't realize is it's going to hurt people. When those officers can't respond or, or respond poorly or um, their equipment malfunctions or whatever it is, ultimately the people are gonna suffer for that. Steven, do you have anything you wanted to add to that? Yeah, sorry about the that's a mic issues there. Um, I've, I've, I completely agree. I mean, the training, the equipment, all that stuff. If, if you just take just having officers and paying them their salaries, that's that's a that's a big number, especially for you know New York and all these the major cities. If you have to start taking cops off the street, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, it doesn't take a genius. Right. And ultimately, that's what it's going to lead to. And people don't understand that. They, they, they think, maybe they don't think this, but it's, it's kind of maybe in the back of their mind or something is fueling their let's defund without a plan, without, without consideration, without thought into what how a budget works and, and, and where that money's going. But they seem to think that there's just money sitting around this money tree in the back of the, the police department and it's just hanging there with fruit and that people can, you know, well let's just let's just pull some of that fruit off and we'll just, you know, we'll we'll make up for stuff. We'll make we'll make do with it. Uh, that's just not how that works. That's not how budgets work. That's not how money works. There is a set amount of money um, not factoring in things like insurance, lawsuits, all sorts of different things that are on the back end. There, generally speaking, a budget is not going to bring you a, a significant amount of flex money. 
So when they budget and they say, well, you know, we'd like 25,000 just in case something happens or whatever, you know, they may, they may put something small in for like a rainy day kind of thing. And then they give it back. It's returned at the end of the year, but they don't go, yeah, we have a $1.2 million budget. Um, we would like $500,000 or a million dollars just, just to kind of sit there, just, just to hang out in case we want to use it. That's not at all how this works. And I, I don't well, think that's not how any of it works. Right. I mean, if you think about any kind of contractor for the government, for the city, for anything, when they say, hey, we need this much money, the person on the other side of the conference call doesn't go, oh, yeah, you know, here's some extra. No. And if, if what happens is if they don't use that money, then, you know, next time around, they have to go, okay, well, you didn't use this. There's a lot going on. They're, they got this down to a T. The city doesn't want to spend any more money than it has to. It's like any other business. Right. Absolutely. And I, Especially I run, if you don't want your city to go broke. I run my own personal business um, in photography and I have a little bit of cash right now in the bank that's kind of sitting there that I'm going to use. Um, as I go for expenses, that's just kind of my buffer that I started with. But as I go through this and next year and the year after and the year after, I'm not going to take money um, and just set it aside and not account for it at all. I'm not going to take money and pull it somewhere and let it sit. If I say I want to buy brand new lights this year, if I want to buy a new camera this year, if I want to do whatever it is and I start doing a budget and I figure it out, I'm not going to take this flex money, put it in the budget and go, well, I may use it. I may not use it. There'll be money there for that purpose. If for, let's say I want to go get a camera and I allotted myself $2,000 for a new camera and I go to buy it and it's $2,500. Now I've either got to make the decision that I'm not going to buy this camera or I'm going to dip into my, my backup funds. But that's just because that's a business. That's how that works. It's not like that in law enforcement. Law enforcement doesn't have a backup budget. They have one budget and one amount of money. And they, they can go to the city and say, hey, we're falling short. We had a lot of protests. We had this, we had that, and ask for more money. And um, I don't know what the percentage of that is that they actually see that money uh, returned to them. I don't think it's very frequent, but I don't see a lot of budgets having extra money, a lot of extra money left over. But when it does, it generally goes back to the, the city, back to the county, back to the state, back to whatever whatever the department is. So um, I, I would love to sit down and have a, a, a full conversation with people about defunding. I would love to sit down for hours and say, you know, let's talk about a specific, you know, oh, I, I, I want to see New York defunded. All right, cool. Let's pull up some statistics. Let's look at New York. Let's see what, what their money is, what they're using their money for, blah, blah, blah. And then we can talk back and forth. But obviously that would take hours and hours and hours. And we just don't have that time. Uh, we're actually right now going over the time that we had kind of allotted for defunding. Um, but I, I feel it's very important that we talk about this topic and we get it out there and we tell people, look, that's not how this works. And I, I've seen comments. And Stephen, you can tell me some of the comments that you've seen from some of these people, because you did some research in the last couple of days on, on this topic just to be prepared for it. But um, there are people that have different opinions and different definitions of what defunding is. Some people want on, on the, on the I, and I hate to use right or left because people associate that with politics and, and don't, okay? I'm, just, I'm saying right or left just so that you can get a visual, but uh, on the right side, you have guys that say, I want to defund the police. And what that means is, you know, 5, 10, 15, 25% comes out and goes to, goes to programs. Where on the left side, again, not political left, but left side, those guys, they're like, I don't want the police to have any money. I want the police to be shut down. I want citizens to be doing X, Y, Z, whatever, whatever crazy programs they can think of, but they want to abolish police. So we have these two far extremes of, of thought process, and um, we we need to we need to reach both these extremes and say this is actually what happens when you take money away. 
Now, I don't think we're going to reach those left people that say, um, you know, we want to get rid of law enforcement altogether. I, I just, I don't even know how to comment to those people. I don't even know how to address those people in a logical, intelligent way and say, that's craziness. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know how to tell people what a, a, cis, a, a the world will look like, a nation, a city, a town, whatever, will look like with no police. It's craziness. It's absolute anarchy craziness. And I can't, I have a hard time communicating with people about that. I'll ask them, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And when they throw that um, abolish police or all cops are bastards at me or whatever, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. You know, I, I'm, I'm good to talk to people just about anything. And if you are completely against an opinion to me, I will 100% value your opinion. Um, everybody should have one. Everybody should be allowed to voice it as long as it's respectful. But when you go to that extreme and you try to tell me I don't want any law enforcement, I don't want any responsibility for my actions, things like that, it's really hard for me to take that serious. Um, Stephen, what, right. what kind of topics or uh, statements did you see while you were doing your research? So i for sure seen both of those. Um, I found about three. The first one is you have the folks that this is the first step of getting rid of the police altogether and starting their own way of policing. I honestly feel that's a horrible idea. I'm not with that one at all. You have the folks that don't really care about defunding the police. They just literally want them dead or gone those would be almost terrorist like the other one is you have folks that just want to take a percentage whatever that percentage might be probably depends on how big the city is how big how big their police force is and they want to allocate that to different programs with in the city and some even within the police department like healthcare workers and I mean, just all, all this stuff. Some some of the list had housing on it. You know, some had schools, some had, you know, they just want to basically take that money and put it back in the community, which is okay, but you got to realize what you're taking it away from, which I feel like in some cases is going to hurt the community drastically. Right. And getting back, you know, obviously to what, what I was saying earlier is it, it ultimately is kind of like a waterfall. You know, you start, you take some things away, and it's just going to roll downhill and roll downhill, and eventually it's going to hit your citizens down at the bottom. And it may not seem like that. Uh, I think they're, they're, they're barking up the wrong tree. If anything, I think law enforcement, first responders, paramedics, fire, whatever, everybody, I think, should be getting more funding. I think they should be getting more training. I think they should be getting more certifications, qualifications. I think we could probably take some minor things away from law enforcement. You know, when you look at an officer who goes to a traffic accident, uh, just a very minor fender bender type traffic accident, uh, does an officer really need to go to that if it's not a, a big deal, if it was a, a minor damage? Or could we send a civilian kind of report taker to that? And uh, I think that's fine. But when you look at somebody like a suicidal party calls in on the line and says that, you know, they're thinking about killing themselves, I don't think a citizen should go, a civilian should go to that, go to that call because I've seen personally how they can just 180 quick flip and turn into a very violent encounter. And sometimes it takes seconds. Sometimes it takes minutes. Sometimes you're sitting outside of a house in a barricade situation for four or five, six hours. And then ultimately they, they shoot themselves, they come out, they shoot at the cops. All sorts of things can occur. I don't think those are situations that a citizen or civilian should be going into. I think if you start sending them into those situations, I think they're going to get hurt. I think they're going to get killed. And a lot of people reference Denver and me being a local in Colorado. I'm able to see a lot of these comments through the news and everything else. 
Um, Denver has a program where they send a civilian out to, to these things. And I can tell you right now, those civilians are not in these types of situations. They're going and checking on someone's welfare. They're going in and checking to see if they're okay. If they get a call, you know, a van and, and maybe kind of a distraught person in a van or whatever down by the, the Platte River or whatever. Yeah, they'll go to that call. But they won't go to the guy who calls in on the phone and says, I want to die tonight because it would just be too dangerous for them. And um, Stephen, I don't know what kind of stuff you, we're gonna, we're gonna talk mental health next week, but I don't know what kind of stuff that you saw when you were in the MPs that kind of you've seen go quick 180 or uh, you know, is, so, is so quickly changing that, I mean, how dangerous would that be for a citizen to be going into uh, unarmed and, and without without backup. I mean, a scene can change in seconds, less than seconds. It seems like and stuff moves so fast. I feel like it would be extremely dangerous. Uh, some of them, I think, would work good. Uh, me and my wife were talking. You know, if there was a a kid at school that was special needs and just really need somebody to go and and talk them you know out of doing something they shouldn't be doing yeah maybe maybe that the, there could be a special person you know specifically trained for that and a police officer is not really needed or maybe lacking some of that training that would help that kid in the long run yeah i, I but, agree uh, but other than you know other than stuff like that and and it kind of is a problem dude cops do everything i don't know about civilian dude we did everything every call for everything and and sometimes it was stressful because you had calls that were police had to be there there's no other choice and then you had calls where really some other person probably could have took that and been fine right yep and i see like i said i, I see that all the time i see law enforcement going to stuff and you, you ultimately get one, two, three, four, five, twelve cops show up and, you know, they're all bored and, oh, you know, whatever, we'll just, we'll just come and hang out to this, you know, this call and see what's up. And, you know, do they, do they need to be going to all these calls? Probably not. I think there's a lot of stuff you can take away from law enforcement. And, and I can tell you from experience, it would be much appreciated. If I didn't have to go to, uh, you know, my neighbor's being too loud or pl they're playing music too loud the party's too loud, whatever it is, like every other call, um, I would be so happy. You know, stuff like that, let's, we can send a civilian out. If it looks like it's going to be something that's going to turn into uh, something dangerous, I mean, it literally on, on, a, on a dime, they could go up and say, hey, we need you to turn your music down and get punched in the face. Or somebody could pull out a gun or a knife and say, screw you and get off my property or whatever. So anything could change in just a split second. But I feel like if there's some calls that they can send a civilian to, a citizen to, that's unarmed and not in uniform, things like that, yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with that. But I think we need to be very careful with that thought process because I feel like that's going to lead to somewhere um, where people are going to be getting hurt and killed because we're going to put way too much um, ability or, or uh, allowance or whatever it is to the citizen, to that civilian who's unarmed to go into a situation, I think they're going to get hurt. So um, right. anything you want to add before we kind of transition out of this topic, Stephen, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, that's about it. I just hope that people do the research, get off of Facebook, you know, go, go do some research, dig, dig deep, try to find out what the facts are, not your feelings. Right. You got it. And I love, I love emotions. I love feelings. I love all that stuff. Um, I think we, we need to set that aside when we talk about topics like this. I think we need to set that aside when we talk about, um, you know, first responders and budgets and defunding and all that stuff. And you need to really look at the facts and you're not going to find the facts on CNN. You're not going to find the facts on your Twitter. You're not going to find the facts unless maybe follow me. Um, I put the facts out there, but you're not generally going to find those facts. Um, I would do the research, 
go to your, if you have an issue, let's say you live in uh, San Francisco and you're like, oh, I want San Francisco to be defunded. I want them to lose 10, 15%, put it back into programs, whatnot. Why don't you go talk to somebody from the department and say, hey, where does your budget go? What does your budget look like? Can you show me some numbers and educate yourself and find out, okay, this is what, this is what the money is actually doing. This is where it's actually going. This is how much is accounted for. This is, you know, is there any excess from the year before? Things like that. Ask these guys what they do and how they use that money and learn and then come up with a better educated opinion. That's all I want people to have. I love opinions. I think everybody should have them. I already said that, but I want it to be an educated opinion. When you have one of these just stupid opinions that are so far out there, like abolish police, we can't abolish police. You, literally you, that want to abolish police will die. I guarantee it, some citizen is going to turn on you and there'll be no police there to help you. You'll be trapped in your, in your bathroom, in your bedroom, in an alleyway somewhere, and somebody's gonna come at you and you will have no way to defend yourself and you will wish that you could pick up the phone and call 911 and hopefully get somebody there fast enough to save you. And I'm just telling you, just stop with the crazy thoughts, stop with that nonsense, and let's start talking about real, real stuff, real uh, plausible you know, discussions about budgets and money and things like that. And let's, let's get educated. So that's my thoughts on it. I could probably, again, I could probably go all day, go hours and hours and hours, but just understand that that's, that's our stance, that's what we think, that's our opinions. We base it off of statistics. I showed some statistics on, on the stream, on the podcast. And for those of you listening, we kind of discussed enough. I think that even if you didn't catch the visual, it's perfectly fine. But uh, speaking of visual, visual, we are going to show another clip here. Now we talked last week about BLM and protests and things like that. And um, this is kind of a, uh, this is a, a, a strange video that I think came about, they say it's a bug. They say it's a bug. I think somebody protest, you know, their own personal protest, developed something, did something. But I think, I think somebody actually created this. Um, I, don't, I don't think this was an accident. Um, I, Stephen might have a different opinion on this. And he's a little more technical savvy than I am in terms of uh, programming and things like that. But I am, I am not, um, I'm not inclined to believe that this was an accident. And this is an interesting video, so I'm gonna have to play it. Hey Siri, where are the terrorists? One option I found is El Paso Police Department on North Rainer Street. Is that the one you're looking for? No. The next one is Sunland Park Police Department on McNutt Road, Sunland Park, about six miles to your west. Wanna try that one? No. The next one is El Paso Police Department on Osborne Drive, about eight miles to your west. It's open today from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Is that the one you're looking for? No. The next one is El Paso Police Department, Pebble Hills Regional Command on So this video goes on for a little bit longer, just listing police department after police department. And the question posed to Siri was, where are the terrorists, right? Where can I find the terrorists? And Siri says, well, here's the police department. Oh, that's not the one you want? Here's another police department. Here's another police department. Here's another police department. And <laughs> Apple came out. It had to have been about 24 hours later and said that It was they, pretty quick. Yeah, it was pretty quick. They came back and said, oh, we tested it, and it does, in fact, do that. It's not supposed to. It's a bug. Uh, Siri is misinterpreting the question that's being posed to, to the, the program, to the system. And... I was like, oh, yeah, that happens. You know, it's Siri, Amazon Echo, whatever it is. Um, you know, the I've got an Echo next to me. I just want to make sure it didn't go off. But, um, it, you know, I understand that it doesn't interpret questions all the time. And I ask a question and it's like, I don't know what to tell you. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll ask you again until you figure it out. 
this was pretty straightforward. This was where are the, not how do I report terrorists? How do I contact police to say I know where a terrorist is? The question was, where are the terrorists? Not where are the terrorists in custody? It was a very specific question. And that's where when Apple said it was a miscommunication, it was a, it was a software kind of uh, oversight kind of thing, got me thinking that, mm, I don't know if I'm sold on that. I think it could have definitely been someone that went into the system and set that response up that way. Um, I don't think they would ever admit to that. Um, obviously, I'm not going to say that that's actually what occurred. It's just, in my opinion, it felt, it felt a little fishy. Stephen, I don't know what you thought about that when you heard it and what you saw when uh, Apple kind of explained themselves. Well, I mean, it sounded like any big company would say, you know, they would never come out and say it. And we won't really ever know. But it does have you thinking, I mean, that's a crazy coincidence. I, I don't know. It could have been a fluke. Could have been. It could. It, it could have been. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm the not, software. I'm not... The software had terrorists in it, and terrorist is kind of a big word, right? And so it just automatically pointed it to the police for them to get in talk, contact with the police for whatever the question they was asking. I mean, it could have been that. It could. It could have really been that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not. In the times we're in. Sold. Yeah, in the times we're in, and it coming from a. a tech giant that big this is not gary from his basement anymore or his garage starting up a home business this is a humongous tech company one of the biggest i, I don't know you'd think that they would have that stuff squared away yeah i mean you, you look at like the big the big names in tech and things like that google and apple i mean he, they're one of the big three right so uh, I would say even Amazon's pretty high up there, but you look at and Microsoft, Microsoft, you know, those, yeah. those are the tech companies. Right. And so that stuff shouldn't happen, should not happen at all. And I, when I saw that video, I was like, are you kidding me? Immediately I took out my phone and I was like, Alexa, you know, blah, 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 blah. I said the same thing. And it was like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Like, okay. Cool. I went to my Google, uh, the little Google pod, uh, and I asked the Google pod the same question. And it was like, I don't know what to tell you or whatever the response was, but it was very generic. Like, I don't know what the command is. I don't know what you're saying. But to have Apple, the Siri just, I mean, it knew. And I watched probably four different videos of people online doing it because one person did it and then the next person was like, I don't really believe that that actually occurred. So then they pull their phone out and they try it and then they record it and then the next person does it. And so there was four or five good recordings of this Siri talking about police being terrorists. And, um, it was consistent too. It was pretty consistent. So I don't know if that really is a misinterpretation, but I don't think we'll ever know. Because like you said, Stephen, I, I think it was a PR thing. It was a big company kind of default response of, well, something happened and uh, we fixed it and we're just going to make it go away. Um, I think they tried to tried to cover their, their, their rear as best as they could. I would have much been happier with, you know, we found out that one of our developers had put that in and they've since been fired or whatever. I would have been like, oh, Apple, I love you. Like that would, right. be, much that would better, have been awesome. Yeah, much better response for me and I think other people versus uh, we don't really know how it happened and uh, it's just an accident uh, I, I don't think that flies anymore guys I don't think that works anymore so not I was for, looking not for a company that big no no not not that big I've been looking into the chat I'm not seeing anybody in there I'm not seeing anybody in discord we would love for you guys to come in and speak to us we have a whole segment actually two we have a segment after our first guest and our second guest if we have guests on or our first topic and our second topic. And so you can come into our Discord. You can join us and have conversations with us. We would love to hear what your opinion is. If you don't think what we were correct in defunding or whatever the next topics are, uh, next week is going to be mental health as it relates to first responders. If you don't agree or you want to tell us a story or you want to do something, we'll, we'll 
pull you in from Discord for 30 seconds or whatever it is, let you do, you know, give us your comment, we'll comment back to you, we'll talk to you a little bit, and then we'll, we'll pull the next person in. But um, we want to see your input, and we want to see your interaction. It's not enough that you just listen and watch and stuff. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know what uh, what your thought process is on, on, on all this stuff. So please join us. If you're coming to us from Spotify or Anchor and listening to the audio only, you can click on the links. There should be some links on the Anchor kind of listing for the podcast. It'll show you where to go. It'll give you the Discord link. It'll also give you the uh, live stream link that, that those who are on Twitch right now are watching. They're watching us live. Uh, we do this every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, and we will continue to do this every Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern until the internet gets shut off. And so, right. <laughs> I fully. And TJ didn't say it enough. I mean, we want you guys to come in here. It, it's it'd be way more funner, more funner, <laughs> way more funner. Man, yeah. that's my. That's my just, Alabama education coming there out. There it is. More fun. I like More fodder. But, I mean, it'd be sweet. It'd, it'd be great if we could get some folks in here, talk, and uh, just have a good conversation. Yep. Yep. You know, and it'll fuel and it'll it'll kind of push our pods, podcast to different directions. You know, when you come in here and, and let's say you, you disagree. You say, oh, no, statistically speaking, this. And you show me some statistics. I'm going to go... Wow, that's pretty. I'm gonna have to review that after this stream because I obviously I can't sit and and pour through statistics while I'm sitting here. But I will definitely look at that. I will definitely respond. And on the next podcast, what we'd like to do is we'd like to kind of clean up where we left off on the next on the next episode. So as we start episode three, we will just kind of very briefly cover uh, what we what we talked about today. And just say, you know, uh, we had some comments, we had some suggestions, we had some things, and we've made some changes or we've done, you know, here's what we thought about those comments. And, and we'll do that. Just submit them to us. And on the Anchor website, you can actually put in a voice recording. And if it's a good, if it's a good comment, a good statement, I'll just go ahead and play it while we're on here. And you could be featured in the next episode. So please contribute to us. Talk to us interact with us we would love to see that and if you come to our twitch channel which we're, we're live right now on the link will be on youtube and on the podcast links and everything else you can come back here you can uh, view us you can interact with us in the chat you can do all the stuff on, on the twitch channel there's a lot of links down at the bottom to get you back to the podcast audio there's uh, an option to subscribe to us if you'd like to I think it's like 99 cents a month and then it goes all the way up to like $10 a month and you can subscribe to the podcast if you want to. You can even donate if you want to. All of that goes towards better content, better stuff that we can present to you in the future. So I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for being here. Stephen, as always, thank you for being here. I heard your little rug wrap around there for a little while. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> We're, we're, we're glad she's there. We're glad uh, your wife was involved too. I heard her voice. So that was good too. Um, but yeah, we appreciate everybody being here and uh, we look forward to seeing you all in seven days. So we'll go ahead and uh, get out of here. But uh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading. Whatever, However you reached us, we appreciate you. Thanks.